Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about having hope in the middle of hard news. Whether it's sickness, cancer, disease, or even death, can we actually have hope in the midst? Fuller, are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. What's up, my good What's sir? What's going on, Mark? How's Hopefully it? no one caught my little lisp. Your, your lisp? My, my lisp. It's all right. I can't say it. certain words, guys. Okay. If you're new to the podcast, I cannot say certain words. It's all right. I don't enunciate super well. That's right. We've, I don't do... Come, I, I can't say ask we, super well or we, can't. We've come to find out that I can't say certain words, so... All, it is what it is. We're there together. We're all human <laughs> beings just trying to get through this thing we call life. That's all we're trying to do. That's right. Either way, dude. So I don't want to just ask, how's your week been? Because I feel like that could be a boring answer, but... But how's your week been? <laughs> how's your week been, bro? <laughs> been good, man. Not too bad. Not too bad. How about yours? We're getting closer to... Dun, 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 dun. We're... Okay. So yeah, when, when are we going to release this thing? We might be releasing it right around wedding day, actually, because we're we're a few weeks out right now. We're... we're Time of recording, we're three weeks ahead, so four weeks. So, yeah. It's be it'd super be like, close. It'd be like the week before. Yep. Beth Schneider and I from episode 39 are, we're getting married end of March. You guys need to burn that episode on a CD and like. It'd frame it somewhere frame in my it. office or something like that. Right. That was your first conversation. It really, yeah. On Real Talk. On a Real Talk Christian podcast. Uh, she's a, she has a really cool story. So, if you have no idea what we're talking about, go back to episode 39. And you can listen to all about Beth Schneider, how she adopted uh, five girls out of foster care. How Mark's about ready to have seven kids. And I'm about kids. to have seven kids. It's absolutely <laughs> wild. Which, hey, so fun fact, I'm going to give a plug for our website real quick. You don't Do even it. know this. I have been Uh-oh. doing a lot of work on the back end of the website that people don't see, but now people are able to see it. So now if you go to the podcast, go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Oh, you can do it right I'm now? Gonna, I'm going to do it right now. All right, here you go. So you go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. This is the normal website, right? And then it used to be you would click on the like the listen tab, and that would just have the quick little Podbean media player. Like, hey, you can just listen to it right here or be subscribed somewhere else. Well, now if you go to the listen tab, man, how slow do you type? I'm, there we go. It's connected to the server. It's just yeah, the server's a little slow. There we go. Okay. All right. So hit okay. your tab. Go to store okay. or go to not store. We're used to saying store. Yeah, go, to uh, go to listen. And before it was just like the Podbean quick little media player. Well, now it has the. Six most recent episodes. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. Six most recent episodes, but keep scrolling. This is where this is where it gets fun, right? And then there's a oh, keep going behind below Andrew's face. Oh, yeah. View all, click view all episodes. I need to still categorize them and give them proper tags. You didn't click the button. I did click it. It's just, oh, there we go. Your internet. But every single episode now is there, and people just can scroll through all eighty something episodes, and they're uh, all listed. Let's see. Right, right now, there. as of time of recording, there's seventy eight. Seventy eight. So. That's 81, 82 by the time this episode Is this one 82, 83? This is, this, I think this I is 82. Know. We got three weeks. But ahead. either way, so, so but every single episode is listed. Wow. And then the game plan is, is here soon when I get more time, is I'm going to tag each episode with different types of tags. So you can go, hey, what do you need help with? Do you need spiritual encouragement? Do you need help in knowing what the Bible is all about? Do you need help with evangelism? Um, how do I parent about second chances? 
all these different things and you can click a tab and they will pull up just the episodes that are specifically about that topic. That's cool. So hopefully we'll have all that up over the next month or so. And then also though, with the podcast, um, right now, if you go to every episode show notes, we actually have more links there. We're like, if you like this episode, maybe you'll like this episode as well. So if you are a listener out there in podcast land and you're, you know, I really like this topic. I want to, I, I, I want to know more about it, but you don't want to feel like scrolling through all the episodes, hit the show notes, Man. see what the other episodes are. And then it will take you to other episodes that you hey, can Fuller. listen to. What's up, buddy? What do you think about us dropping a hey, special episode? That's cool. Is that the Halloween episode? Let's do it. But. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I won't do this to people. All right, let's move on. Sorry. I got distracted. Either way. So, yeah. yeah so, podcast, we're trying to make the website a place where you can actually get resources to help you with your Christian life. Trying to help out. Um, maybe we'll get some some of our listeners who are good at writing, giving a plug out if we want to start a blog. And we have some listeners who are like, you know what? I, I have a gift for writing. Hit us up. You know what? Why not? Let's Why just not? let's just start that round. Why don't you guys write something up if you want to and email it to us at realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. We'll start going through those and that way when it's up, we'll start uploading them. Start uploading a bunch of blog posts so we can actually have a Real Talk Christian Resource Center more yeah. than just a podcast. Yeah. Are we growing this podcast we're into an it. entire we're gonna, we're ministry? Gonna, we're not only gonna invite our listeners to listen. But we're going to say, hey, it's time for you guys to step up and participate and contribute and make it's a time. community out of it. It's time. So send us uh, send us some stuff you guys want to write up. That sounds we'll cool. Either Google Doc, Evernote, Word document. It don't matter. Just it send us matter. a blog we post. We can reformat it if we need to. Well, I'm, I'm going to reformat it anyways. Exactly. There you go. So anyways, uh, what are we drinking tonight? All right. So um, I'm, not, just, the, I'm I, not the most impressed because we got a little interrupted by my mom. She's uh, We're trying. I'm, I'm about to sell my house too. And she's working hard. And she's working hard. Right, so I'm, I'm taking care of the, the other house that, that Beth bought. So I pretty much sleep here, go there and work and then work and then come back home and sleep. It's exhausting. Um, so I'm doing work over there at that house. She's doing work for me over here. So we got a little inter- interrupted. So the coffee sat in the French press a little too long. It's still good. So what do you think of this? Because I told you, you cannot know what we're drinking until we get it's, on the episode. It's got, um, it's it's a little acidic. Yep, yep. Um, but that's probably because it sat a little long. You got that little bit. It's of, a little stale. It's a little, little stale. A little stale. Yep. A little punchy. Not really like a full body, like that velvety full mouth flavor. Nope. Um, it's just, it's just, a, it's a basic roast. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's good. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's it's decent. It's not my least favorite. It's it's old caribou coffee. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's nothing fancy, bro. It's just some caribou no, that I was in a go. cake cup that I'm like, well, my coffee grinder's at the other house. So I'm like, crap, we can't have coffee tonight. Wow. So I literally had to scavenge up some coffee. I'm like, it's ooh, not bad. I got some uh, I got some caribou so you cake cu- cups. You just cut open the I caribou. Cut up, cut open the lids, dump wow. things. I don't do cake. I don't, man, I haven't you done know, a Kerrigan like wait eight a months. Second. Earlier today, you were like, man, I got this cool subscription for Valentine's Day for coffee. And I'm like... Oh, cool. We're going to have some. It gonna, hasn't come in yet. We're going to drink some good coffee tonight. Because no, I was going to bring some good Peruvian coffee. And then you said that. And I'm like, okay, well, he's got good coffee. I'm not going to bring mine. because we Well, I it. do. I mean, I have Onyx. I got a lot of Mahalo from Nashville now. Or Knoxville drinking, now. And we're drinking caribou. Yeah. Uh-huh. But for Valentine's Day, Beth did get me a trade you know, coffee you, subscription. You're supposed to give the first fruits. I haven't even gotten the first fruits yet. I haven't even gotten. I'm just it's, talking it's about. Getting I'm getting caribou. You got onyx. You're That's supposed, true. You're supposed to give the first fruits, man. I would have, but the <laughs> coffee grinders back at the other house. So either way, we're drinking caribou All coffee right. yeah. from the K pods from uh, Costco. It's not Folgers. No, it's not Folgers. Um, it's not. It's so, not, and it's not Maxwell's house. So it's not gonna kill us. It's it's not Charbucks. Nope. 
I can I, I can dig it. I can dig it. Actually, I, I really enjoy caribou. Fresh I, caribou. I had a good Starbucks the other day. Really? I, I bought a bag of their caramels, toffee, coffee. I don't know what it is. Caramel something. And typically, I'm getting away from the flavored coffees. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't bad. It was a nice little change of pace. So it wasn't bad. Good now, job, now Starbucks. Did, did you get that at the actual Starbucks, or did you get the bag and brought it home? I got the bag and brought it home. Gotcha. Okay. But your wife loves Starbucks. She does, and I don't mind it every once in a while, but it's got, usually when I get it, it's like a foo-foo drink, so mm-hmm. filled with sugar. I don't have to taste the nasty coffee. No, but this won't give us a nasty aftertaste. Hopefully, nope. it'll cure my headache that I got going on maybe. right now. Yeah, we'll maybe. see. We'll see. But either way, we're, yeah, we're drinking caribou, but you know, normally, right after we talk about coffee, we talk about reviews, but we did have a written Oh, one. that's right. I almost forgot. I'll say did. like we don't, which we do not have any Apple iTunes reviews right now. But we did get a message. We from got a message. Listeners. Yeah, we got a message on Instagram actually from yeah. a teenager. So we're not going to say their name because you know to protect them and their privacy. Exactly. But, but we'll read the message. The best part was is they found us accidentally. I thought that was really funny. Right. Like they were looking for a different podcast, did a typo, and found us instead. Boom! God works in mysterious ways. There we go. Ways. So he said. Hey guys, uh, my name is Beep and I am 14. I have listened to this podcast for a few weeks now and I am loving it. You guys have helped bring me up spiritually and put God first. I love how you guys are honest and how the podcasts are educational, but not boring. That's that's a good compliment right there. Uh, thank you for what you do. Beep. Signed. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> so... Thanks, Beep. <laughs> we don't want to say it. But either way, man, no, it's been really cool to watch the podcast grow. And yeah. a lot of that is because I know we have uh, listeners in Northern Ireland, and uh, they've been sharing it with all their friends. For Ireland. We got listeners down in South Africa. We got listeners in India. We got some down in Peru. We got them all over here in the States, including Canada, other parts of the UK. Yep, yep, Australia now. South Africa. This is getting unreal, dude. This it's, is getting unreal. This started as a pipe dream just to reach the people here in South Bend. And now we want this pipe dream to grow and have our our family, our, our TC our family, TC start family. writing stuff in and so we can post it for other people to just read. Just to encourage people, you know? Definitely. So that's, that's just where we're going towards. So for all of you guys out there in listener land, thank you. Thank that's you. all we got. Thank you. But you guys, you well, I should say you guys, because obviously you guys already been listening to his banter for 11 minutes. But oh, Fuller, geez. you ready to get into tonight's conversation? Sure. So, <laughs> so I know this isn't going to be an easy conversation. It's going to be a hard one because um, whenever we talk about suffering, hard time, bad news, sickness, disease, cancer, it's never good. It's not something we can take lightly. It's not something yeah. that you can really joke about. It's it's painful. It's it's not good, and we all know that it's not good. Um, and uh, where where this idea came from, like we need to talk about this, is I went to a mops group, which I don't know if you know what mops is. Yeah. Mothers of preschoolers. I do. Yeah. So MOPS, for in case you guys don't know here in the States, is an organization where basically mothers of preschoolers come, older people in the church watch the kids, and they can come together and encourage each other. They have table groups. It's basically like it's, it's like a Bible study for moms. But it's also a small group and it's an accountability group. Right. And it's like a I don't know, there's there's a lot of cool things that happens in MOPS. Right. Um and it was I don't know if it if it goes outside the states or not. But but either way, so um for the last couple of years, the uh, specific mock groups he uh, specific mops group here in the Michigan area, they've reached out and said, Hey, can you come and talk to us about technology and what's going on in the world? What, what do we need to know about? How can we protect our kids? What are some things we need to watch out for this, that, and the other. Um, and so I did it last year and apparently they loved me so much. They invited me to come back. I warned them the sequels are never as good as the first. So just buckle up, bear with me. It hopefully it won't be as bad as, um, you know, like Peter Pan two 
or like Cinderella 2. Hopefully it'd be as good as like Frozen 2, but I'm not sure. But either way, but right before we went up and had that conversation, there was someone at the table who found out that their mom just had cancer mm. and it was not a good type of cancer. Mm. Um, it was one of those where it comes very fast and it comes very hard. And once you have it, it's, it's not a, can you beat this? It's literally how long do you have? Long do you have? Yeah. And they don't fully know. It's a very rare form of cancer. And mm. what I thought was really interesting was, is our church's administrative assistant, her mother-in-law had the exact same type of cancer. So the fact that two people had it in the same city is absolutely unreal. So at least there's doctors in her area who know how to handle it. But she literally got the news, not the night before, maybe two nights before she walked into Mops. Wow. And no one at her table knew what was coming. She sat down. Everyone could tell she was a mess. I was sitting at that table just just eating breakfast and, and, and just, just chatting, having a good time. And someone said, what's wrong? And she said, my mom just found out she has cancer and literally... We don't know. It's it's we don't know how many more days we have or weeks or months. Wow. And you know, I'm sitting there listening, and I just I just literally just sat back and just watched her table. I mean, they love the snot out of her. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. But you know, whenever that stuff happens, Christians feel like they have to say something, or they don't know what to say, or we don't know what to talk about. But at the end of the day, as Christians, how do we respond to this stuff? And then, if you're not a believer, how do you respond to to, to the pain and the the the, the sorrow and the heartache? Because I feel like one of the big questions revolving around Christianity is if God is so powerful, and if God is so loving, why do bad things happen? Why is there death? Why is there cancer? Why do kids have to go through these terrible, terrible things? Like you walk through Raleigh Children's Hospital, in Indianapolis. I know you and I both have had those types of experiences mm -hmm. where we just see these kids, and it's like. No kid, no parent should have to ever have to go through that. Right. But we do. And throughout the entirety of the history of mankind, there has always been suffering in these hard times. So I figured it'd be good for us to have the conversation of how do we have hope and can we have hope and what should the Christian response be when we get hard news mm. and hard situations? Let's dive into it. I mean, it's... I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got a lot of good notes here, so I'm just going to sit back and... You're going to let me talk? The, the day I got the coffee burps, you're going to let me talk? I'm going to let you pilot this one, buddy. <laughs> All right, here, I love it. I'm here as your co-pilot, though. That that sounds good. So um, I was watching a video today, actually. Um, it was from the like the Premier Christian Network. They're an uh, unbelievable, unbelievable podcast. I cannot talk at all tonight, so sorry, listeners. Um, but the Unbelievable Podcast with Justin Briley over right. in the UK. I listen to all the time. Mm -hmm. This is the same like radio network, and they have a bunch of different shows for the radio program. This is just a different program. And the guy said that there are three, for lack of a better word, kinds of responses mm. to when these things come. And they all resolve or revolve around the question of why. So when hard times come, we always ask the question why. And he said there's three main responses that people could have towards it, but only one of these responses actually lets you ask the question why. And that all of our worldviews actually shatter the second we ask the question why is their suffering, mm. which I thought was really fascinating. He said... You know the three different type of uh, three different kinds of responses that there are is the first one's karma, which which we know karma is kind of like you get what's coming for you. What what yeah. goes around comes around. It comes from the Hindu religion. Yeah, yeah, and, and even today though, like there's this really big. We talked about it in, in the uh, witch rich witchcraft and wizardry episode, mm -hmm. um, where it's kind of like that Wiccan. Uh, universalism, spiritism, the universe does these different types of things. And if you do good to people, good it, good comes back at you. And if you do bad to people, well, that's going to come back at it's you too. It's the perverted uh, seed and the seed planter 
parable. It's a perverted version of that. Uh, what do you mean? In case someone like, doesn't know like, what I'm talking about. Like in, in, and I don't even remember where it comes from. It just came to my mind while you were talking, but it talks about um, you reap what you sow. You know, a, a, a sower who sows good seed will produce, you know, a good harvest will come from it. And it is a parable that Christ gave, and I'm not exactly sure where. I'll have to go back. No, 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 you're good. But, but uh, basically the idea is if you sow good things, if you sow happiness, if you sow right, goodness, and, and, if you sow good karma, things, they'll come back to karma's you. Karma is almost like a perverted version of that, gotcha. is what I'm saying. Which, I mean, there is some truth to and it. it and you know. Well, the parable, the, the main point of the parable was, hey, you, you, you sow the seed, you preach the gospel. And then it's up to God to give the increase or not. Right. <clears throat> and that was the whole purpose of that. It wasn't what this perverted karma thing is as well. If you do good, then you'll get back. Good. Right. And I mean, there is some truth. Like it talks about like, you know, in Proverbs with the ant where it's like even the ant prepares, you know, when it's good. So that way when it's wintertime, they don't die. So there is some, you know, obvious things where, but that's natural consequences of life of you don't work, you don't get money, you don't eat. Like, you know. Like there's some natural stuff with that too, but but either way, so one of the responses was was specifically with karma. Galatians six, seven, and eight is where it talks about that. Oh yes, yes, yes. So just yep, yeah, just the Bible reference. So uh, the first one though was karma. What goes around comes around. In other words, if you have something bad happen to you, whether it be cancer, sickness, disease, death, whatever, it pretty much means it's a direct response of you did something wrong, right? So therefore, it's coming back at you. It's kind of what uh, Job's friends uh, alluded to during. His Job's suffering about, mm-hmm. well, hey, you must have sinned or else this stuff wouldn't be happening to you. And Job's like, no, I haven't done anything. Like, just let me, I wish I could, I wish God was here and I could talk to God because I would show God I didn't do anything. And his friend's like, no. I mean, you must, you must had, have done something. We had chapter after chapter after chapter of them saying, no, you did something. You sinned somewhere. <laughs> just repent. Just repent of your sin. And Which, like, no. and we'll get to this passage later, but right. even when, when Jesus healed the blind man, the disciples were like, who sinned, him or his parents? Right. So even even Old Testament Jews were like, right. if someone sinned, you gonna get the consequences, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but we had this idea of all the times of making the good outweigh the bad. The more good you do, the more good comes back to you. Right. Um, but he said that if you believe in karma, you can't, you cannot ask why, because whether you like it or not, it bad is. things happen means you did something bad. There's right. a there's a recause, uh, there's a cause and effect. The second one though, and I thought this was interesting, was the chaos type of response and. I know this is kind of unfair when it comes to, because I don't think all atheists and, and um, agnostics and those who are just nuns, they don't have any God affiliation. or like, oh, the world's in chaos. But if you don't believe in these things, it basically is the fact of you live, you die, that's it. And so there is no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason. So if you, you can say, well, why did this happen? It's like, well, it just happened. Well, why, why, why is this happening to me? I don't know. It just happens. Sorry. You, you just drew the short straw. You're the one who gets to die. We don't. Yep. In which there's no... It was evolution's choice. and <laughs> Survival of the fittest, <laughs> right. and you are not the fittest. Right. And that's obviously not a good worldview to have. But if you start asking questions of why did this happen to me, it kind of breaks apart the atheistic worldview pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and the last type of response, and he, he brought this out, is the Christian response of mm-hmm. why did this happen? And the reason why Christians can ask why this happened is because there's there's an afterlife. We believe in that. We believe... That just because we do good doesn't mean good's going to come back. And, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, because of sin. So we can legitimately ask the question of God, why why, why am I the one going through this? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I struggling with this right now? I know you're good. I know you love your children. So why are you letting me do this? And in the Christian world, we're able to have these struggles of why did this happen to me? Which I think this is kind of interesting. I was reading a lot of articles today of people who actually had cancer, who were Christians, whether breast cancer, ovarian cancer, um, 
different types of just brain and blood cancers. And a lot of these articles actually did not ask the question of God, why me? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was very fascinating. A lot of people who have dealt with cancer and a lot of these things, they don't ask the questions of why. But a lot of times it's the survivors mm. of those who are still here. Mm-hmm. Of like For my dad, when my dad died when I was 10, I can look around and go, God, why did you take my dad when he was only in his early 30s? Mm-hmm. Like he was a young... He was a young dude, and mm-hmm. he had a 10-year-old son, 11-year-old daughter, 8-year-old son, and a 3-year-old, 4-year-old, something like that. He was super young. Chris doesn't even remember my dad at all. Mm. And so we can ask this question of God, why did you let this happen to us? And I think, you know, before we get into too deep of the why, 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 I think it'd be good to see what does the Bible say about why Definitely. people suffer, you yeah. know, rather than us just speculate, I think it'd be good for us to talk about actually what does the Bible say about why people suffer. And I don't want to get too sermony because I don't want people to sit here and just listen to a sermon the whole time because, you know, we want to have some real talk on this. Go for it. Um, run through it quick. Run through it quick. Okay, and so I'll just say them. I'll hit the verses, and we'll, we'll keep plowing through. Um, the, so, so why does or what does the Bible say about why people suffer? The first one is honestly just because of sin and the fall of what was originally good. Mm-hmm. In other words, the fact of the world that we have right now was created good. Mankind was very good. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Right. There was not supposed to be death. There was not supposed to be um, hatred and sickness and disease and racism and separation yes. and and death. Like like we are supposed to be at one, or we're supposed to be with one with one another, with God in our midst. Mm-hmm. That's the way we were created to be, and that's right. the way Earth was created to be. Was it was supposed to be a God created this thing, and He was with His creation, and His creation was with Him, but. Mankind messed it up, and because of the fall, because of sin, because of death, we read that in Genesis 3, literally even creation is broken because of sin. And, you know, in Romans 8, I thought this was kind of interesting, in Romans 8, 19 through 23, it says, For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's Son to be revealed. For creation was subject to uh, futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that creation itself will also be set free from the bondage of decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. So in other words, even creation was broken, and creation is, for lack of a better word, waiting for Jesus to come back and make it new as well. Right. So even the world itself is just flat-out broken. So we know that the sin was not supposed to be here. Disease and, the, the, the disease and death was not supposed to be here either, but it is. Mm-hmm. It just is. Um, another reason was, what does the Bible say about why we suffer is, so God can show himself, show himself glorious, show himself mighty, show himself in whatever way he wants to show himself. Um, we see that with Jesus and the blind man where the disciples were like, hey, Jesus, so um, obviously he's blind because of his sin or his parents' sin, right? And Jesus said, no. In fact, he didn't sin. His parents didn't sin. Nobody sinned. But Jesus said, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And even in Romans 8, 28, if we keep reading with that creation passage, it says that God works all things together for good for those who love him. So it shows himself mighty in all these different ways. And now we can ask the question of why did God create a guy who was blind to be blind for 20, 30 years, which it's different in today's culture than it was back in Jewish time. Basically, for lack of a better word, he was an outcast who people had to bring him food. They, <laughs> they didn't have disability. They didn't have programs. They didn't have sidewalk-friendly streets for, um, for, for blind people. They didn't have a whole way of life. You literally were just a waste of space. 
You literally were a waste of space as a mm-hmm. blind man. So people could ask the question of, okay, well, why did he make him blind? That seems kind of, um, for lack of a better word, um, terrible. Forgot to do that, but but we'll, we'll get back to that in a little bit. Um, but another one um, of why we actually go through um, suffering and hard times is actually it helps us to, be grow, to help us to grow to become more like Jesus. Mm. That's another one. So we suffer so that way we can grow. And, you know, James 1, 2 through 4, we talked about this in many other episodes. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So you go through trials because you got to grow. It's kind of like when you work out, you know, your muscles are sore because the muscles tear, they rip. Get, get them gains. <laughs> exactly. You got to rip it so it can grow to be stronger. Right. And sometimes we actually have to go through various trials so that way we can come out the better, come out at the other end better and looking more like Jesus. Um, another one, though, and this is one that's actually kind of interesting, is just natural consequences. Why do you suffer? Because you're stupid. Like, that's really what it is. Um, now, sometimes, you know, people have to suffer for the sins of their parents. But, you know, when we talk, when we look at various people, it's like, why is your life a wreck? And sometimes it goes back to alcohol. Sometimes it goes back to drugs. Sometimes it's just very poor decisions. Consequences you know? to bad decisions. Right, right. And so you did something, and therefore, because you did something bad, you have to suffer the consequences for it. And that's not something God did. That's something you kind of did to yourself. Um, and sometimes people will be suffering. Oh, I can't believe, like, why is God letting me go through this tough time? And I'm struggling financially, and my marriage is falling apart. And you look at the person, and it's like, um, boss, um, yeah, I don't think God did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he kind of inflicted your your own pain and shot yourself in the foot on that one. Like, Somebody going, well, why did I get pregnant? Or why did I get her pregnant? How, how could God let, allow this to happen? It's like, well, why were you doing the act? <laughs> well, yeah, it's the natural consequence of what's going on. Now, and this is where it kind of hits home more so for my family now with Beth kids because they're all, they call them NAS. Right. Basically, they're all drug babies. Right. Um, she said that the youngest one, actually, her mom, I think, was on heroin mm-hmm. when she was pregnant with with the with the youngest. And the, mm-hmm. the youngest actually had to go through so many, like as a newborn for the first couple of weeks of just pure um, detox mm-hmm. and that she would have this quiver and she would just scream and be in pain because she was born addicted to heroin and right. her body was without it. And she just, and, and it was a little tiny baby. And we look mm-hmm. at that and go, your baby's dealing with this because you made an act, you made a choice. And that's not fair to the kid, but that's a natural consequence of, of you'd making dumb decisions while you were pregnant with that little one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we see in the Bible where it says Galatians 6, 7, and 8, where it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. We talk about this for whatever one sows, that he will also reap. I mean, and, and that's not a karma thing. That's just literally a, if you make your bed, sometimes you got to lay in it too. Um, Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10 also says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Um, and I think this is the uh, ESV. It says sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his deeds. In other words, mm-hmm. you do something, this is just the fruit of it. Um, okay, so going back, what does the Bible say about people? Who are, what does the Bible say about why people suffer? Uh, the first one is because of sin and the fall. And honestly, the creation, it was originally good, and we ruined it. Um, the next one was to show himself glorious, mighty, powerful. Um, another reason was to help us grow to become more like Jesus natural consequences. And the last one, and this one's a great answer, guys. If someone says, why are you going through the suffering? 
we don't know. <laughs> Sometimes we don't get an answer for our sufferings, you know? Right. Uh, you look at the entire book of Job. He asks all these questions of why did this happen to me? Why did I lose my family, my kids, my house, my property, my, my workers? Everything I did in life to earn what I earned was gone overnight. And he asked the questions, and he looked at God and said, why? Why did this happen? And what did God do? He didn't give him an answer back. He basically just said, um, this is who I am. You don't know what I'm doing, so sorry about that. Not sorry about that, but you know what I mean. But God never answered Job. He just told Job, this is who I am. I am God. In fact, Job, Job made the mistake where he questioned a little too far. He pushed the boundary a little too much. And God said, where were you when I created the earth? Right. Where were you when I did this? Where were you when I did that? Am I not this all-powerful God? Who are you to question me? <laughs> and he pushed back on him. Whoa. <laughs> and I mean, granted, now Job did get everything returned back to him in terms of, you know, he had more kids and the livestock. But I don't think that ever, that, that never took away the pain of losing no, the first yeah, kids. That right. never took away the pain of what he had to suffer and deal with that Satan afflicted him with. But at the end of the day, there was not an answer of why did Job suffer? Except for the fact of what happened, he was proven faithful and God was with him in the midst. Right. Um, another passage, just, and this is the last one I got here, is... Uh, Matthew 5, 43 through 48. Um, I, and I know we've talked about this passage on the podcast as well. It says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And I mean, this passage specifically is talking about loving your enemy and Everyone loves them who loves them back, but it takes a real follower of, of me, follower of Jesus, to mm -hmm. love those who literally want to kill you, who mm -hmm. hate you. That's a supernatural act. That's what that patch is talking about. But the idea is the fact of the sun rises on the good and the bad people, and it rains on the good and the bad people. Mm -hmm. In other words, sometimes we don't know why it happens, but we know it happens. You know, So at the end of the day, I mean, this is what the Bible says about our suffering. And, and we can ask the why questions. And sometimes, you know, you hear a lot of stories about people where it's like, you know, I learned more about Jesus in the midst of all of this. And my cancer, I've never felt more close to God than when I did when I was there. Um, you've seen families restored because of it. You see relationships come back together. But at the end of the day, this isn't the way the world was created. God didn't create the world so that way we can suffer in it. Some of it's natural consequences. Some mm -hmm. of it's just the, the the way nature has been broken down because of it. And, you know, and, and again, I don't know all about cancer and what actually goes into it um, in terms of what causes cancer. But I know it's something with the natural progress of the cells and it breaks down and it mutates and then it attacks. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's just a broken down process, which, again, points back to what happened in, in Genesis where the fact of creation was destroyed. Creation mm -hmm. was messed up. The, what was supposed to happen now doesn't happen, and now turn around and text your own body, and mm. now we're we're dealing with that consequence. Yeah, yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, so now, what do we do with all this? <laughs> we that's, go home. That's the big question. Um, what's what's the response when we are going through tough times? Oh, oh, you mean like well, if, let's, let's start like there. if I was going through a tough time, or you were going, what right, should our right. personal what, response what's be? What's the personal responsibility? What's wh how should we carry ourselves? How should we act? What should we do? What let, let's let's take this from scriptural world view to practical. Okay, 
every day now? What 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 should we be doing? How, how and I I, I want to make this? sure people know this too. I mean, you and I we've never had to go through cancer ourselves. We've never had to have the doctor walk in and be like, um, that's a tumor. So we've, ne- I mean, we've, we've gone through hard times. I mean, we've gone through different stages and different types and different phases of hard times. Um, but we're not ones who are, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, if you're going through cancer, this is exactly how you need to respond. Cause I don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I, I do say that right up front. Um, but at the same token, I mean, from scripture, I think there's a few different things that we can remember. Um, that will give us hope while we're going through all of the things. Um, I think one thing that actually for some reason provides hope, but it might not at first glance is we need to remember that this isn't the way that it was supposed to be mm. in terms of, I think it shows the seriousness of sin. Mm-hmm. I think it shows the seriousness of what happens when we reject God and his plan for us. I think it shows what happens when, when things basically for, for, for better word are taken too far. Mm. Um, this isn't the way it's supposed to be, but the promise though with Jesus is the fact of, yes, this is not the way it's supposed to be, but this is not the way it's always going to be either, you know? So at the end of the day, like, yes, this is not the way the earth is supposed to work. This is not the way creation was created to be, but one day revelation says Jesus will come back and he'll make all things new. Mm Mm-hmm. He will literally wipe away every tear from our eye. We'll live on a perfect earth with a perfect ruler and a perfect kingdom, perfect circumstance, hopefully perfect weather, which probably should mean no snow. That would be cool. No snow. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're talking to Janelle and then she's like, perfect weather. People snow love snow. I, I don't get it, man. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is not the way it's supposed to be, but this is not the way it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. And for us Christians who believe that this is not eternity, this is this is the life we're given one life here in this stage of earth, but we have another life to come too. Mm-hmm. I think that provides a lot of hope. And the early church talked about that. We read that in, in scripture and other people's writings where it's like, you know what? This isn't fair. Christians are being persecuted. We're being cast out. We're being run out. But you know what? God will avenge us. Because hmm. the Bible said, even, uh, is that Old Testament where it says, um, basically don't seek after vengeance, but vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think that's Old Testament. And basically the fact of God will take care of who's been wrong and what's been wrong and settle the accounts at the end of time. That's not for us to worry about. No, because we'll be with Jesus for forever. I'll, uh, I'll say this. There's a, there's a guy, uh, Robert Stein, Dr. Robert Stein, uh, very smart theological professor. And he, uh, he did, he ran across the, and had a missionary to his church, right? And okay. the missionary was uh, a missionary to Ethiopia. And uh, they were suffering, the Christians there were suffering tremendous persecution. And uh, so Robert Stein, Bob Stein, goes, uh, so, uh, you know, what's the what's their favorite book of the Bible to read um, to help them in this persecution time? And he goes, Revelations and Daniel. He's like, what? Like, <laughs> threw him off. He goes, the whole... Usually you would think like John or James. The whole synopsis of it, though, and the way they preach it is God wins in the end. Mm. God conquers all in the end, right? Things are made right in the end. And that's that's, if you look at the big picture of Revelation, it doesn't matter of when we go and when we don't go and when all this happens. What matters is that God wins in the end. And I think that exactly what you were saying, that that's something that we have to remember as we continue through this life, even personally, you know, whether it's cancer, whether it's losing a parent, losing a child, 
I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of different diseases that can kill people, not just cancer. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. people that have died, lost loved ones in car accidents to suicide. Um, you know, I got th- three people that three friends of mine, I lost to suicide in just the past two years. Mm. Um, so, so it's hard. It's hard, but we have to remember that in the end, God will make all things new and make all things right. We also have to remember that God works everything for the good of those who love him. Right. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't always, people are like, okay, so things are going to turn out good. Well, yes. In the end, (laughs) it's like a yes, but yes, not yet. It's not promised like to happen right now on this earth, Mm -hmm. but hold fast, stand firm in your faith because in the end things will be made right and be made new. Um, he will wipe away every tear. And then, uh, I think it's really important just to remember that God has everything under his control. He's a Mm. sovereign God. He's an all-powerful, all-knowing God. And the things that happen, we may not understand, um, but they are for his purpose um, and for his glory. And whatever may happen, it has to happen for a reason. For, For whatever that reason is, I don't think our minds can fully grasp everything that God is doing and, and understand why, which is why he doesn't tell us a lot of the time. I don't think we could handle it. Um, you know, I, and that's, that's an interesting thought is if we knew all that God knew, would our minds be able to process it? I don't, I don't because we're a sinful man. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think we could. Um, and it's not because God is unjust or God is mean or any of this stuff. It's just because God is so holy and so righteous that things that happen and he allows to happen are for good. Mm-hmm. We just don't see it and understand it. You know, and, and this reminds me of, and I actually have a question to come out of this too. It reminds me of Jesus in the boat, mm-hmm. you know, with his mm-hmm. disciples where this great storm came up. They didn't see it coming and they were supposed to, like, they were like, we, we shouldn't make it. And then Jesus is over in the corner just taking a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's hanging out, he's sleeping. And, you know, Jesus did calm the storm. Right. And he did calm and settle down. He's like, why were you guys worried? I'm here. Right. And, you know, sometimes we do pray that God will, calm the storm and that he'll settle things down just instantly like, Oh, the storm came up and the disciples all of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, Jesus calmed the storm, which we don't know how long it was. But it's funny though, to think about that. They had the savior who already said, Hey, this is how I'm going to die. I have to die. I have to go here and and I have to die. Mm -hmm. And they're scared that they're going to die in the storm. And he's with them. That's why he's like, you guys have a little faith. Don't you guys trust that? Hey, I'm here. Like I have to die a certain way, (laughs) but they never got it. No, but you know, in the midst of Jesus there in the storm, you know, he was there with them in the storm and there's other passages. I think it's Isaiah, uh, where it talks about, there's another in the fire, which is, um, Hillsong had that song. There's another in the fire. Um, and basically the idea is, is I'm like, I'm, I'm in the fire, but there's another scene next to me. You know, I'm basically drowning in the water, but he's holding back the sea. And if I ever need reminding of what, what you've done for me that it changes every single verse where it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a cross. Um, there's a grave that holds no body and basically you're coming back. And, and at the end of the day, you know, when we're in the midst of the storms of life and we're having the bad times and the bad news and the bad situations, we can know that, you know what, this isn't the way it's supposed to be, but Jesus is with here with me in the midst yeah. of this. And right. and that's something that is what you have to hang on to and get you through. And honestly, that's what got me through the crap of 2019 and 2020 with my life too. And my counselor even said, you know, he's like, Mark, do you, and I'm not bragging on, he goes, Mark, I've, I've watched you. He said, you have not been able to make sense of much, much of this, but what I've watched you do is your theology of how God works and understanding about what God does and who he is and how his sovereign plan works out. He goes, 
that's really the only thing that's keeping you going right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when we can look at the situation and go, you know what, this is how the world works. This is how God works. This is how God works in the situations. Sometimes we can come out like what James says is pure as gold. Well, they're this life or the next. And you know what? There's so many people right now who literally have a platform to talk about Jesus because of their story Mm. and because of their situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, sorry, your mom had to die so that way you can tell people about Jesus. I'm not about to say that. But so many people look at their situation and go, you know what? Every day I have now is a blessing from God. Right. Um, every every day I can't take for granted. And I get to tell people about the God who, who, even though I'm going through this, even though I've lost a limb, even though I've lost a parent, God's still good. And look at the story I have because of it. And sometimes, you know, people want to hear those stories of, you know what? I don't know exactly why you're going through it but I know who will be there with you while you're going through it. Right. You know, and, and, and being able to hang on to that. So, um, so kind of yeah. spinning deeper into that. Right? Okay. And this, uh, I got this question and I got a follow up question after this too. <laughs> it's my turn. All oh, the questions. questions. So you, you kind of alluded and you started there. I want you to go deeper with it. You were talking about encouraging people. So okay. I want to split it into two questions, right? I want you to answer. How do we encourage people that are going through rough times that are Christians that's question one. And how do we encourage those who are non-Christians? Question two, as hmm. believers ourselves, how do we handle these situations? So if someone we know is going through it and we're not. Right? Some, somebody that we know, um, I'm just trying to think of an example. Say, I'm going to use Scott. Sorry, Scott, if you're listening. <laughs> Say Scott just found out he has cancer. Okay. And, it's just, and he's only got three months to live and he's got little kids and it's wrecked him. How would you encourage? How how should in a situation like that? How should I can we tell encourage? you what I like to do. I I don't quickly rush to. Well, the God has a plan. It's going right. to be okay. God right. has a plan because that's, that's at, like the last at, thing that you should do. Honestly, and that's something that Christians do. And that's yeah. some of what I heard at that table was. Well, well, you know, God's good, and you know, and I'm like, homegirl just wants a hug. Yeah, exactly. Like she just wants someone to sit there with her and be like, this sucks, and I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but I'm here. And you see that in Job, right. like we talk about, like there's the, uh, the three friends and then the, then the fourth friend. And basically everyone talks about the three bad friends and the one good friend. Well, what did the one good friend do? He didn't say crap. He just was there with Job. Right. And in fact, this is where it's interesting. At the very beginning, Job's friends just sat there with him before they started talking. And then when they opened their mouth, they started becoming idiots. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, when someone's going through that, I think a few of the biggest things to remember is, is, yes, we do want to encourage them with Scripture. We want to encourage them with Bible. And I had someone do that to me. The, uh, he was texting me Bible verses almost every other day. Mm. And it was super cool, super encouraging. I loved it. But it was hard. It's it's hard to hear the news of, well, you know, this is just part of God's plan. It's like it's it's part of God's plan for my dad to die. It's part of God's plan for my spouse to die. It's mm-hmm. part of God's plan for my kid to die. It's part of my plan for my spouse to leave me, for me to have cancer, for this to happen, to lose my job. Like, what do you mean? It's like that. What do you mean? That's God's plan. Right. And it's the fact of, no, no, no. God works all things together for good. So even in the bad times, he works it together for good somehow to those who love him. But when someone's actually going through it, honestly, they just need someone to hug them, hold them, say, Hey, I'm praying for you. Can I pray for you? Um, I was actually reading an article and they said, what are some things you can do to encourage someone who's going through this as as another believer? And they said, even something as simple as, a specific ask of not just like, Hey, if you need anything, let me know, but specifically say, Hey, I know you have kids. Can I, can I watch them? 
Can, can I, I make can you a can, meal? Can I can, like I'm going to bring you a meal. What right. day do you want right. it? Or you have kids? Hey, can can I just bring them over to my house and just give them a good time? Or can I just take you out and mm. let's have a good time? Like be specific in how you ask them for things to do. I think it's important to do exactly what you're saying. Romans 12 says says it what best mm, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read nine through sixteen, and I know it's that kind of long, but um, I think it's really important. And this is where it gets to having that core group and really living life and understanding and leaning on your brother. It says don't this is NLT by the way. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Genuine affection. Love each other with, uh, and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them, but pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of the ordinary people and don't think you know it all. So um, this scripture is so powerful about you don't have to just go and preach preach at them, but just go and and if they're crying, cry with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Hold them, hug them, love them. What does it say? Uh, rejoice with those who rejoice and cry with those that's, who cry with yeah, those that, who weep. That's what that whole was, yeah. the whole thing was about. And so it's 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 showing that close connection, that community with them. And um, you don't have to have the answers. We don't. You know, we talked about you. You hit on a bunch of points of different types of responses and what's Bible say about people that suffer. And that's. It's all truth. Yeah, if someone's struggling, though, you don't want to walk in, but, hey, I heard this podcast. Here's here's five reasons why you may be suffering. Right. That doesn't encourage anybody. Right. Like, just, now that's truth. Just, man, go and hug them and say, I love you, brother, and I'm here, and let's, you know, whatever I can do, let's do it together. Mm-hmm. And and seriously, press in to be with them, and spend time with them, to genuinely show affection and love them. And I think this is why it's important to have, whether you want to call it small groups, cell groups, growth groups, um, or even like the beauty of the house church too model where you're seen, you're noticed. It's not like you're, you know, there's even people at our church, church of 225 people. Right. Um, that's about our, around our average where if people just come on a Sunday and all of a sudden they start going through some crap, nobody in the church knows right. because they're not being seen. They're not being known. And when we read the passage in first uh, Corinthians, the 12 or 14, it's either on the, I don't remember which side of the love. I don't remember chapter. which side of the love chapter it's on. I feel like it's after where it talks about if one part of the body hurts, the whole body's supposed to hurt. Chapter 12. Chapter 12. Thank you. Before. <laughs> um, so it's like, but how can the whole body know it's supposed to hurt for you if right. you're not actually a part of that body? Right. And there's sometimes where we ostracize ourselves from the body where honestly, we've made it so difficult for people to love us that right. when we're going through hurt and hard times. No one wants to be there for us, mm. um, and that's that's unfortunate. That's yeah. that's not good. But at the end of the day, this is where the church community is supposed to shine for one another. Right. Where we come alongside. I know when I was going through all my stuff a couple of years ago, what happened? You were around me. Soche was around me. Hornig, uh, Axelberg, Devin, Sway, Will, now Joe, um, uh, Taylor. Well, Aaron Taylor. Um, all these different guys and, and right. families were loving the snot out of me. I mean, I, we had people in our small group where all of a sudden I had to find childcare for my kids when right. I worked people were and people up. were stepping like, Hey, I'll take the kids this day. I'll yep. take the kids this day. I can't do it this day, but 
what if I do it this day for you? Right. And it was exhausting because I had to drive all over God's green earth to have <laughs> my kids be taken care of. And thankfully, church was very considerate with that. But at the end of the day, I had people there who loved me, who supported me, who saw me through right. it. No one tried to give me an answer why. No one tried to do anything. It was just a fact of, yeah, this sucks. Hmm. And that was it. It was just, yeah, this this isn't good, but we're yeah. here for you. All in, right. In real ways. So, all right, now so, we got to flip it. So let's flip it now to the to second an unbeliever. question. To an unbeliever. Okay. Say you're at Starbucks. And you're, you're about to come to a real-world example with me. I am. And somebody just came up to you and said, I just had a miscarriage. Mm. What do you do? Like in in situation, how should you encourage? Can, can I tell people that this actually happened? You can, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I mean, I'm it, not. Well, let's yeah, not mention any names. No, but, but it, but it, no, it actually happened because people joked that I was the the pastor at Starbucks. I was the Starbucks pastor. I was the baristas pastors. If right. they need something, I was always there to chat with. Um, and yeah, one of the workers came and said, like, I found out that they had a baby. Um, someone g- gave me some money and said, Mark, hang on to this money until you find someone to bless it with. And don't, don't tell them where you got it from, but just right. bless it. And I said, okay. And they came to me and they're like, hey, we're having a baby. They were, they may have been engaged. I don't remember if they were or not. But I said, you know what? Hey, guys, having a baby is hard. So here's some money. Go have a baby moon. Like go enjoy just just y- you and you and your partner. Just go have a good time and don't worry about finances. Just go have a good time. Um, and then, yeah, they came to me a few weeks later and said, we lost the baby. All I did was give her the world's biggest hug. That's mm. all I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, why, why did this happen? She goes, why did I lose this baby? Why did this baby not get to breathe? Why did this baby not get to change the world? And all I could say is, I, I don't know. I said, but what I do know is, is God loves you. Just know that God still loves you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I said. And I said, seriously, we have a small group. We will take care of you. And I want you to come meet everybody. And they started coming to small group. Yep. And then COVID and all the other stuff of and life that moved happened. And, and we lost. Yeah, we lost touch. Um, and it's sad because I love this couple. And I know Janelle loves this couple. And you guys love, everybody mm-hmm. loves this couple. And it's just sad that we've, they're, they're further away. Yeah, they're COVID very far and, away. And, and yeah. And we haven't got to watch this little new besides on facebook i see this I see new the, life that they they ended up getting married and then now they had another baby they actually they had, they had the rain, rainbow baby is that what it's yeah, called rainbow baby and and this baby is so adorable mm-hmm. and it's it saddens me to know that i can't be a like right now at this time we can't be a part of each other's right. lives so and you know i don't know about you and janelle's story but i've never had to walk with my wife with having a miscarriage i never had to walk through the pain of that uh, I've yeah. had to walk through the pain of my son almost having to have surgery at at the Riley Children's Hospital. He went ha- down to get tested. I haven't I haven't had to walk through that aspect. I know quite a few people that have mm-hmm. very close personal people with me, um, and it broke my heart to see him going through that. Um, I don't. I had to walk through losing my 15 month old niece mm, who suffocated. That was recent. Uh, well, no, it Wasn't was before it? we came to that before Southside. South okay. So, but uh, Janiel walked with me through that, and I was, I was broken, and I still deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk with our friend um, from the Dudes and Dads podcast, Andy Lehman, yep. who lost his daughter. Um, it's it's a rough thing to carry around with with people, and to know how to 
how to help them. And I think the best way is just to love on them, mm -hmm. just to love on them. And if I remember right, did he go into that story on our podcast or was that on their episode? I think he went into it on ours. I, I think it was on the Our Dude, Dudes and Dad podcast. Yeah, I know if you version. go to the, the website's homepage, there's a quick listen button. You could boop, click yeah, it right yeah, there. I'm I don't gonna, remember what number I'm going to go look through it. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'll find Let's it. Scroll through it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, if there's someone who does not know God, they're going to have the questions of, if God is so good and powerful, why did he let us go through this? Mm. And honestly, they're not, I don't think they're looking for an answer. They're just mad. They're upset. They're nervous. They're scared. They're broken. And maybe you're listening and you're scared and you're broken and you're heartbroken and you don't know where to turn and where to go. And at the end of the day, you know, I remember telling her, I'm like, the world was not supposed to be like this, but God will fix it. Mm. God will fix it one day. And that's, that's what I hang on to. That God will fix it. That it's going to be okay. And that God's got everything under control and he's figuring crap out. And right. we're just called to obey and walk. Yeah. You know, did you find it? Episode 31. Episode 31 with dudes and dads. Listening to Andy Lehman's um, story. <laughs> if you don't cry, I'm sorry. Cause it was a tearjerker. <laughs> so, yeah. But what do you think, man? At, at, at the end of the day, if, if there's someone who's either a believer or not a believer, I mean, the, the responses are different because as a believer, we have hope in the gospel. We right. hope that Jesus will come back and restore. But if there's an unbeliever, they don't have that hope. How do we minister to those people? Yeah, just you got to show them God's love. I think that's what it is. I think it goes back to the Matthew five sixteen. you know, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's about showing the Father and the Father's love. It's easy for me to go. God loves you. See you later. Right, yeah. And it's like, okay, if God really loved me and if you truly serve him, you sure didn't show it. But it's like, man, God loves you. Like, I'm here to cry with you. Like, let's just mourn this together. Mm -hmm. um, and really genuinely show affection <laughs> like we just read, Romans 12. Um, then, then God's love is shown through us. We are his ambassadors to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they can see God and his love working through us. It's, it's very, um, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I think something, and this will be my, my final thought, is when other people are going through hard times, so many times it actually inconveniences us to go minister to those people. Mm. Um you know, Jefferson Bethke, uh, he talks all about, uh, he actually had a book called To Hell With Busyness. Mm. And the idea mm -hmm. was the fact of, no, we literally need to send busyness to the pits of hell to burn forever. Because his, his argument is, we have made ourselves so busy with stuff because we want sports for our kids. We want hobbies for us. We want vacations. We want to go. Every night of the week is filled. We have no, no space. Well, what happens when all of a sudden this situation happens? What's more important? Do we have the margin and the space to step into that and be like, you know right. what? We can do that. We, right. we, can, we can come alongside you and do that. If you see somebody in need on the side of the road, do you be like the, the priest and the Levi and walk around them? And let's not forget, they had good, like, like the one had to go, like he couldn't be ceremonially unclean. The entire like right. city, the entire synagogue was counting on him to lead them in worship. Right. So we, he was like, well, I can't do this. Because those people need me. Well, did they really though? That's I mean, what he was saying though. But that's what he was saying. saying they, those, those people need me. That's what the yeah. But Jesus said no. That would, they weren't. Who was the neighbor? Who was the good neighbor? It was the person who was, was his a, enemy. It was the Samaritan. Samaritan. Yeah. So that and, whole but what did he was, do? He put him in an inn. He paid money. He made sure he was well. He said, hey, if there if 
if he if this isn't enough money, you let me I'll, know. I'll be back and I will pay whatever it is. It's like I will take care of him. And at the end of the day, did they end up having a relationship? Did they even know each other? I don't know. Well, that's not, so, I mean, so the theory is is that that was just it was literally just a parable. It wasn't a true right, story. It's just a parable, so right? It, it, you you can you can try to beat the death and try to nitpick parables, but that's but not he went of out it. of his way to help his enemy to make sure he was okay, right? And so what was the what was the general theme of that? Man, love your neighbors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was love your neighbors. And who's your neighbor? Even your enemy is your neighbor. Because right. who was he talked to? Who was Christ talked to? The Pharisees were saying, Well, who's my neighbor? They were trying to trap Jesus. And Jesus is like, Well, let me tell you the story. Well, who's and, next to you? And knowing knowing how that much they hated Samaritans, they they hated Samaritans probably more than they hated Gentiles. Oh no, they did. They were considered so, lower than dogs. Right. So that it was the worst enemy that they could ever have maybe next to Rome at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is like, no, you got to love, that's your neighbor. You got to love that. Like, in fact, he was the one who followed God more than any of the other, like the religious Jewish people did. Right. Which is like a, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's what it's about. It's about loving. And at, about at the love. end of the day, I think this is, this is where it all comes down to is life is messy. It does not always make sense. It, but it, it's the people that can step into the messiness that really make a difference for the kingdom, for the world, for other people's lives. And that's what God calls us to do mm. is to step into that brokenness and mm. step into that messiness to and, be and, ins- and just love the snot out of people. Just be his ambassadors and, mm-hmm. and do for others what God himself has done for us. And what did Jesus do? He, well, he died sent, on the cross. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus died on the cross for us. So <laughs> He showed us the ultimate love so we can show a little bit of love. Come yep. on now. And sometimes it goes back to our pride, like we talked about right. you know, with uh, the last episode where – Sometimes it's just we need to put our pride down. But, you know, if, if someone, I'm just I'm just thinking now, if someone's, I shouldn't even say someone, I know there's someone out there in listener land where they have lost a loved one, whether a friend, a spouse, a child, whoever, or they just found out they had cancer or a loved one had cancer. Or some other deadly disease. So something. But at the end of the day, you know, God loves you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We've, uh. Reach out to yeah, us. We'll we, pray with you. And we've 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 tried to do that with various people mm-hmm. on the podcast where yeah. we've we've checked up with them. There's one person I know specifically who they lost one of their best friends over New Year's. Yeah. Um every other every other week I try to send her just a DM say, Hey, me and Fuller are still praying for you. Yeah. Still praying for you. You got this. Um, you know, God loves you. We don't know what's happening, but you know. Yeah. We love you. And that's all we can really say. So, you know, if there's someone out there who's who's listening, you're going through something, or one of your loved ones is going through something, just be that light, man. Be the light who shines. Be the salt to make the earth seasoned. This could be the hands and feet of Jesus, huh? Amen. Any other thoughts from you, Fuller? No, you wrapped it up. You always wrap it up very nicely. Yeah, I, I tend so to wrap it up you're, a you're little good. bit. Time for Fun Facts Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> I love that laugh. Well, dude, we've had another hard it's so ending hard episode to, to transition. It's so hard. We're just like, well, I guess I'm just gonna hit. It's like the I'm just button. gonna hit it. Just gonna hit the button. There's no easy transition for here. No. Nope. So. All right, dude. This is. Uh, we are well into the 80s of 80 something different. Think, are, you, are you are you gonna call 80? Well, it's so it's episode. 82, I believe. Oh, but, we've had bonus episodes. But we've had bonus episodes, several of them. So I don't even know how many. Who knows? But we have had a lot of fun facts from you over the years, my friend. I know. It's it's getting it's getting down to the wire. I'm having to really <laughs> dig for them now. <laughs> so do you have one, though? I have one. Oh, okay. I'm I ready. Do. This isn't in my show notes. I'm ready. All right. 
So, Mark, did you know that Samsung tests phone durability with a butt-shaped robot? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? Samsung tests phone durability with a butt-shaped robot. You've got to be kidding me. So, do these interesting facts have you rethinking everything? Because uh, people stash their phones in their back pockets all the well, time. Well, that's where I carry mine. Which is why Samsung created a robot that is shaped like a butt, and yes, even wears jeans, to sit on their phones to make sure that they can take the pressure. <laughs> and that's your fun fact so, of the day. so to make sure that a samsung galaxy won't get broken by your butt they, they put, have a they, butt butt they, they have a butt butt they have and a they, butt put, butt. they put jeans on the butt butt and then sit down and put the pressure of a butt on the phone so if you have a samsung phone your phone has been bot butt tested it's been butt approved yo that's what they, they need a little stamp where it's like but bot approved but bot that might be a really awkward logo though <laughs> let's just let's just be honest. i don't think that's gonna be <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, I had so many jokes, but I'm like, nope, they're all inappropriate. Yeah, I can't just, say just. a single one. But anywho, guys, so if you are still listening to us after that ter- tremendous fun but fact. bot fat fun fact, uh, we are thankful for all you guys to be listening to us since the beginning, since the middle. We I know we have some new listeners that just reached out to us recently. We want to thank you guys for listening. Again, just like always, you can reach out to us at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Email realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. All the social media stuff is Real Talk Christian Podcast. It's pretty easy to find us. Real Talk Christian Podcast. Just Google it Just or search it on anything. We're there. And Even YouTube. I mean, I know we're not wearing any swag tonight, which is like the first in a while. Are you wearing swag? Because I'm not. No, I'm wearing, I, I, no, I'm wearing a hoodie, but my shirt's not under I got my, my chosen t-shirt, my chosen hat, and then I got my, you know, Youth you look shirt good on. over here, bro. I'm wearing a hoodie, and you're wearing like a button-up college but shirt. Make sure to check out the merch store. You know, if you guys really enjoy this, uh, again, everything that we have on there, it's priced at what it costs to make and ship it. Uh, it's not. We don't make any money off of it. It's just something we, we like just to want do. to have you guys wear some cool stuff. We just figured, hey, we like this podcast, and hopefully, you guys do too. And, and let's so. be honest, we made the merch shirt, or we made the merch store for us. That's really so what it's we for. can have things, That's but really we want you guys to have things too. We do. But if you want the the RTC coffee mug, if you're watching on YouTube, we're holding them up right now. Hit us up. I think they're like eighteen we bucks should, with shipping. We need to take a picture and like blast them over social media. We do. Are they eighteen? I thought they were more than that. No, I think it's eighteen. Which uh, if we're shipping. The, the big Depend- boys are like twenty three, but yeah, the de- smaller ones are like eighteen. Depending on where they go too. It's something weird. But basically, but- all we do is we buy the cup. And we ship it to you, and at whatever cost that is. That's, that's it. We just it want is. you guys to have fun being a part of the RTC family with whatever swag you get. Hey, again, if you love to write, you want to bless and curse some people, send us an email, some blog posts. We would love to even put it on the website. Please, too. we want to grow this podcast, and we want you guys to help us. And we may be working on something too. Maybe, maybe working a little, a little something, a little something, something. You know, we'll tell you guys that at a later maybe. day. <laughs> so, but until next time, guys, take it easy.